friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Welcome back, guys, to uh, Shatter Ceilings Podcast. We're your host, Adriana. And Stephanie. Thank you so much for being back with us, guys, for another week. Last week's episode, the two-parter, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was really interesting. It was our first male guest. Mm-hmm. So we definitely got like that male perspective on a lot of topics. Another thing that I think is really important, uh, both Adriana and I on this show really hope that between her and I and with every guest that we have on that we would just like facilitate healthy and like transparent Mm -hmm. discussions and sometimes you know we do that by asking difficult questions and talking about uncomfortable things so I think that we did a good job of being able to do that on the last episode that we had with Sebastian yeah it was definitely a cool episode if you haven't listened to it yet mm-hmm. um i also wanted to bring up if anyone ever wants to be a guest on our show just let us know and we'll definitely get back to you yes we've gotten messages we definitely have a list already a pretty good and long list of guests that we want to have on so yeah just feel free to reach out to us guys if you have um if you want to share your story with us if you have an experience that you think is important that would impact other people Mm -hmm. feel free to reach out to us and we'll be happy to get connected with you guys so today's topic is going to be super interesting and relevant Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about love languages Mm -hmm. and not only love languages we're going to be talking about the childhood trauma Mm -hmm. that's disguised as love languages yeah it's definitely a very mind-blowing concept And I think when you hear it, like when I first heard it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So that's why I think um, it's a good topic for sure for us to introduce to you guys and kind of start facilitate that healthy conversation for you to have with yourself and with other people surrounding this topic. Yeah, so let's first begin by defining what love languages are for those who may not know. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a book out there by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. Mm -hmm. It talks about five different ways that each individual is best understood and expresses love. When a person's love language is spoken to them regularly, they feel truly loved by their partner. Mm-hmm. I think I read this book when I was like 16, because mm-hmm. it's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. And when I read it again, I was like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this makes, it makes so much sense yeah. that sometimes people don't know how to like love each other or someone is like i just love you and it's like you're not doing it right mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy how simple if, how this book simplifies things yeah in a way because like you said you can be in a relationship with someone and if it's like a toxic relationship and they're speaking to you in their love language mm-hmm. but it's not yours you're just going to talk past each other so yeah. i love this book too and it's such a cool book but then when i heard the other um like concept that your love languages are rooted in your childhood trauma mm-hmm. i was like oh my gosh like this makes sense so but that's a new concept for me i yeah. think i kept hearing about it but i never like dug deep so i'm mm-hmm. excited to see how that correlates with that mm-hmm. um the five love languages are gifts and that can be something just thoughtful or more materialistic mm-hmm. the other one is physical touch which we all know yeah. <laughs> what physical touches it could just be hugs cuddling mm-hmm. like sexual intimacy mm-hmm. um the other one's quality time which is just quality active connected time together mm-hmm. Number four is acts of service. That can be like cooking a meal, cleaning the bathroom, filling the car with gas. And then the last one is words of affirmation, 
which again we all know it's just verbal praise such as like compliments and i think like reassurance and Mm -hmm. making sure you know encouragement and stuff yeah so um when i first read the book again i was like 16 17 18 when i read that list i was like okay definitely quality time Mm -hmm. i was definitely I just like more one-on-ones or even when we're in big group settings, I'll always find that one friend just like to talk to and catch mm-hmm. up with. Mm-hmm. And that meant a lot to me. And then physical touch, just like hugs and cuddling and just always being like close to someone. Mm-hmm. So those were like the first two. And then now being married, I feel like acts of service popped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I realize every time like, yeah, like filling the car with gas or like when James washes the car, I'm just like, oh my God, you love me. And he was yeah. like, really? Like, this is a big deal for you? And I was like, yeah. But I think it's because I'm so busy that when I don't have time to like do these really random, mm-hmm. not that they're not important, but they're just like everyday things. And when mm-hmm. James does it without even being like asked to, it's like, okay, James loves me. Yeah. So that and makes me feel good. What's interesting is you mentioned that it used to be physical touch. Yeah. And I think now that you're, probably in a healthy marriage where you're receiving that on a daily basis and it's kind of become normal Mm -hmm. i think um that's the goal the goal of a healthy relationship is that you would be able to have all five love languages fulfilled so that's cool because it just shows that you're in a relationship where you feel safe and you feel like you know you're getting your fill of that i don't have to like think about you don't have to think or ask for it or that's interesting and it's true it changes with seasons you'll see now too when you're a mom for me it used to be i think physical touch a lot and now it's like quality time and Mm -hmm. i think it's because we have less time yeah so now that we have less time when he makes that time to just connect with me uninterrupted and give that undivided attention i feel loved in that time so it changes for sure so that's yeah something kind of cool where if you're aware you can realize like okay now we're in Mm -hmm. our busy season let's spend quality time together and another thing is you guys will see like who's listening and if you know love languages or if you want to read the book you'll think of everything differently in your your relationship after Mm -hmm. you realize what your love language is and what your spouse's love language is now when phineas and i will have disagreements I'll look at it through the lens of, okay, I spoke to him in this love language, but that's not what he needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. It helps to not take things as personally instead of just being like, oh, he just got upset or whatever. You don't take things as personally. And it's easier, I think, to resolve the conflict Mm -hmm. when you know, okay, this is what my spouse needs in this moment instead of this is what my love language is. So I'll give the same to them because it might not be what they need in that moment. It's usually not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Especially if you had different childhoods and we're going to go into that um now uh if you had different childhoods then obviously you'll have different love languages and that kind of leads into the next part which is the premise of the concept that we're talking about is that whatever your love language is is likely what you did not get as a child Mm -hmm. which is crazy so if you're um like if we think about it if your love language is meant to tell you your values obviously it's important and it's has some psychological depth to that so if you really truly value something so strongly that it defines the way that you give love and you receive love then it clearly has to be steeped into something deep so we're going to kind of dive into that now um for me we're going to go into the first love language which which is acts of service yeah um for me acts of service is huge i always say to my husband and he'll like know exactly before i even Mm -hmm. say it actions speak louder than words Mm -hmm. um so if you find yourself repeating that phrase a lot in your relationships 
actions speak louder than words, then most likely it could be one of your love languages too. Um, If acts of service is your love language, then your parents are most likely very self-involved. You were probably left to do a lot of things on your own as a child, and you take great pride in being independent. But deep down, you love being taken care of. I feel like you just read me. <laughs> You're crazy. like looking into my soul. Is it not me. crazy and so accurate? Like yeah. when I saw that, I was like, that is so accurate. I love to like think that I'm so independent. But and truly, subconsciously, we like the act of service because it, like you said, it makes you feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I think everything we do, we try to heal our inner child. Yeah. So it's kind of what we didn't get. We try to compensate for it now. Yeah. So that's crazy (laughs) i didn't know this until literally our podcast when i was looking over the notes i was like this makes (laughs) sense i guess in my teenage years i wasn't as aware Mm -hmm. and so i think now being married that's why i was like wow this is so nice to be taken care of i've been independent my whole life which Mm -hmm. i still love that part of me but Mm -hmm. now i'm like oh thank you for taking care of me yeah because you feel safe like i said to be able to kind of get that love language from them so next we're going to go into quality time if your love language is quality time which like i said this is my second love language Mm -hmm. then your parents were physically there but you maybe didn't feel seen as a child you may have spent a large part of your childhood alone um, whether because you were an only child you had different interests than your family or because you faded into the background due to having multiple siblings for me i grew up alone because my sisters were so much older than me mm-hmm. once again hit the nail on the head <laughs> for me why this is my love language um if this is your love language you now in your adult life want people to be fully present with you mm-hmm. and show you that they want to be around you so again i find myself constantly referring to my friendships when i talk about them quality over quantity yeah i crave and i desire to have friendships where we spend time together that's of substantial quality instead of just like time that just fills my like space or my schedule like if i don't have those quality relationships i just don't like that's why we're similar i think Mm -hmm. that's why we're like yeah we have a good friendship because we're like okay we know it's important Um, it's crazy because you said like when you're an only child you can have this or when you have multiple siblings which Mm -hmm. i'm like hello that's me yeah yeah exactly i'm like literally picturing myself as a kid other siblings running around um in the beginning my dad would work a lot outside of like mm-hmm. the home and then when he started working from home it was phone calls laptop and like you said mm-hmm. physically they were there but like they yeah. weren't there so mm-hmm. that's again you read me and that makes total sense of why like i crave mm-hmm. that now and it's important for me mm-hmm. and that quality emphasis on the word quality yes. not just time where okay let's just whatever do an activity that like uninterrupted attention yeah, like no phones no right. distractions it doesn't have to be long even mm-hmm. if it's just whatever five ten minutes it's like that like just fills my love tank and i just yeah. feel like seen i guess mm-hmm. so next we're going to talk about words of affirmation um if words of affirmation is your love language then your parents maybe did not know how to validate you in your childhood maybe um they felt like uncomfortable expressing their feelings and it left you feeling misunderstood as a child uh, possibly you might have also been criticized a lot as a child. Um, so if this, if words of affirmation is your love language, then you crave somebody to understand you, appreciate you, and notice your efforts. Also, you don't only have to have one love language. Mm-hmm. It could be multiple ones. Some of them are stronger. Some of them might not be as strong. For me, this is sometimes, yes, I do feel this. Like yeah. I need words of affirmation. Um, and it's because 
I feel that I do so much and I just want to be seen. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm a mom or if this truly is my love language, but um, I do see this a lot. And as a child, I was criticized a lot. So yeah. it makes sense, I think, now. I think we all relate, like you were saying, to probably all five or mm -hmm. most. But like you were saying, every season might have a different priority mm -hmm. or some are not as important. Mm -hmm. When you read like just words of affirmation, I was like, I feel like most first-generation yeah. immigrants deal with that. That's a good point. We're just saying, like, they couldn't express their feelings. They were mm -hmm. criticizing you. It's like we grew up in a harsh environment with that. Mm -hmm. I think some people, it might have been more sensitive for them. Because mm -hmm. looking back, I'm like, okay, I can kind of relate to this. But, but not. I think I also was, like, so used to not having the affirmation that I was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to hear it from other people. Mm -hmm. um, Another thing that I want to emphasize, like, for me... Because I think um, it's a very tricky subject because as a child, since I didn't have, my parents weren't super active. Mm -hmm. Now, as a parent, I try to be very active. And for me, I just want to be like seen and like appreciated by my husband and him to be like, hey, good job. Like I see yeah. you stepping up. But he grew up with parents who were very active. So for him, it's normal. Yeah, he's like, you're doing yeah. a normal but, job. <laughs> right. But for me, it's not. So there are times when I'm like telling him. And that's where it's important to know your love language so that you can communicate it effectively to your spouse. Sometimes yeah. I'll be like, hey, I understand that for you. This might be normal. But for me, like, it's like a big deal that I didn't just snap and fly off the handle. Yeah, or like whatever. it's not natural for you yeah. to be this type of yeah. way. So I would love and appreciate if you could like, you know, communicate and be like, hey, good job. Even though it sounds dumb, but it just kind of like, it makes you feel encouraged, you mm -hmm. know, and seen. So that's what, when it comes down to words of affirmation. Um, next, we're going to move into gifts. Mm -hmm. uh, if your love language is gifts, you likely didn't receive many gifts or the ones that you got weren't what you wanted or weren't thoughtful or meaningful in some way. Yeah. Wh what's interesting is this is not my love language at all it's my it's my love language to others i like to give gifts to others but i don't feel <laughs> or are we the same person <laughs> really yeah. that's so funny we're letting so this yeah. is for me and adriana this episode yeah. there you go um i don't i don't care to receive gifts i like to give gifts mm -hmm. but as a child my parents expressed their love materialistically okay so what is it accurate yeah 100 yeah. yeah so my parents that's how they showed their love and again going further back i think it's because they didn't have it, gifts or yeah. materialistic things as a child so they felt if i show my if i give my child things i didn't have i'm expressing my love so because i got those things but to me they weren't thoughtful or i didn't think in my head they were thoughtful or meaningful um, I think that's why now as a child or as an adult, I don't really care to receive gifts. Yeah. So, and then it's funny because then my husband, he's like, if I tell him, I just want quality time. And then he comes back and is like, I'm providing, you know, for you. I'm working so hard to provide anything, everything. Yeah. And I'm like, we're literally talking past each other. So because he didn't really have, I think as a kid, many materialistic things. So it's yeah. just... This it's is a, so spot on. Like, it's a cycle when you were saying, because I'm relating, my parents, not it was now looking like, okay, their parents probably didn't give my parents gifts mm -hmm. because they're like, we're in poverty. Mm -hmm. And so now growing up, my dad's like, here's $100. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Like, why? And but, like, I'm sure yeah. he meant this like, my dad never gave me a hundred dollars. Yeah. This is going to be so meaningful. Yeah. But I was like, you can't just buy my love. And yeah. he was like, I would be happy if my dad gave me money. And I'm like, not me. So I think yeah. since we're used to that 
like you were saying, it's not a big priority anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that we both like giving gifts. Like, I yeah. love giving gifts. Me too. And then everyone's like, oh my god, your gifts are always, like, so thoughtful. Like, <laughs> what can I give you? And I'm like, don't buy me anything. Yeah, literally. Dating James, he was like, same. what can I get you? You've yeah. given me every gift that, I, like, I've loved. I'm like, I like to shop for myself. I'm gonna be exact. We just had our anniversary, and I like got Finny the most thoughtful gift, and like I did it. He he got me something too, but yeah. I didn't care. Like yeah. I'm like, I already get myself everything I need. Like, so that's why I told James because I was like, don't get me anything, and he was like, this is what girls say, and then they get mad, and I was like, trust me, yeah. I'm not like that. Yeah, I might be mad if you give me a gift that I didn't want. Yeah, like, that's just so accurate. Give me flowers, give me chocolate, give me something really small. Mm-hmm. I'll buy. <laughs> literally yeah but what was sweet is like we had a nice dinner yeah and it's that like quality was, time mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and for me i was like that's awesome like that's what i needed that's so, so lastly if your love language is physical touch then your parents or siblings probably didn't often hug or cuddle or in any other way be physically affectionate with you you may have also received touch you didn't like for example if you and your siblings wrestled with or hurt one another this was interesting um, to see this point of view. I'm sure some people have it. I don't relate to it, but I'm sure other people have have related to this in the past. Yeah. Of well, why do you think um, if you didn't receive touch, you didn't like? So you're just craving like the good, mm-hmm. I guess, physical touch. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Or sometimes going further, maybe with people who experience like heavy trauma, mm-hmm. like sexual abuse or something then they need to make that distinction and as an adult i think it's difficult yeah so i think that's why it takes healing yourself and going and seeking help um because you you can't live your life like that we literally just had this discussion the other day my husband one of his love languages is physical touch but Mm -hmm. for me it's not yeah. I'm very like other than with my kids I'm not affectionate like we talked about this before yeah. even with my siblings like we don't say I love you we don't hug we're like okay you good like yeah. <laughs> we're not like that but so that's why I, I literally have to ma- not make myself but I have to like remind myself like okay my husband's like, love language is physical touch mm-hmm. and to be able to like do that because he feels loved yeah whatever if it's like holding his hand or something same or family we don't hug we don't say i love you we know we love each other yeah (laughs) we just don't express it Mm -hmm. and then i married james and james every time he comes over hugs everyone like he will not (laughs) not hug someone and i'm just laughing because my mom like not that she looks uncomfortable (laughs) but she's like okay and then my dad and he's like what's the occasion he's like nothing i'm like i'm saying hi to you and then we're leaving and i'm like hey bye guys and james is going making his rounds and i'm like there's too many people where i'm not gonna hug everyone but like i love That's seeing so it because i'm like i know this means a lot for james and it's He's so natural such a for him dad. And yeah it's just so funny when i see him with my family like i love seeing mm-hmm. my family be awkward yeah <laughs> i was just like just let him love you i we're, deal with this we're such opposite i'm like that too i feel like we're married to our opposites yeah but it works <laughs> out way, i do believe like we can each attract. other yeah. yeah i think so too yeah um let's dive a little deeper with the connection between like the childhood trauma and the love language sure so i think that it's realistic to say that people who experience childhood trauma in one way or another are more likely to have issues later in life managing their relationships Mm -hmm. um diving deeper childhood trauma says a lot about how we love and how we want to be loved by others um, and our worldviews are like a total of our experiences, which obviously includes our childhood as well. And what we see or experience in our childhood goes a long way in what we become or who we become, how, mm-hmm. how or why we do the things that we do. So therefore, if you really break it down, childhood trauma 
can overwhelmingly impact our emotions yeah. um, which is what leads to those love languages i think being formed and not understanding this can cause like a huge strain on how we handle our relationships um, I, I agree when i met james I, I love that he was aware. I think we already talked about everything. Like, mm-hmm. what's your personality type? What's your love really? language? What's this? What's yeah. this? But it it made me re- like relate to him more or mm-hmm. made me more aware. Like, okay, this is how he is. So I yeah. think it's important. The first step of like being aware, mm-hmm. even if it's just what are like, what's the love language? Yeah. Very true. And um, we talked kind of touched on it last week when we talked to Sebastian about knowing who you are before you go into a relationship mm-hmm. will simplify your life a lot. Yes. Um, w- obviously we talked about it but when i was younger and i got married i didn't know much about myself i had to kind of learn along the way and then again i think i changed and grew a lot when my son was born um so definitely knowing your love language and talking about that beforehand and knowing your partner's love language will help so much you just look at you look at arguments differently Mm -hmm. you don't look at it as oh you know he said or did this to hurt me or whatever you see it as he did this because it's his love language or because this is, you know, what affected him. Yeah. So what happens is, um, we kind of touched on this. We then grow up, you know, and we become adults, maybe who tucked away that trauma if we haven't dealt with it. But then we become adults who are trying to compensate for what we lacked as a child. Mm -hmm. Again, trying to heal that inner child. So we get into these relationships and then we expect our partner to fulfill those childhood needs that we didn't have met as children. Yeah. And you're not communicating it with them. So it's like... Because you don't even realize you're doing it. That's a huge thing too. Um, So the problem occurs when we use like our love language as an excuse. And then we begin to see our relationships as super one-sided. For example, if you didn't get gifts as a kid then you think that your husband or your wife is responsible for filling that void. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a love language anymore. That's just selfishness. Yeah. Um, if you just love your husband or wife because they provide materialistic things for you, like, no, that's a trauma component that you need to heal from. Yeah. Um, or, for example, if you heard many bad, like, negative words throughout your childhood that destroyed your self-esteem, then you will not, um, for example uh take criticism from your partner even if it's constructive criticism you just want them to say only the good things about you and only the nice and the flowery things again that's not your love language that's something that's an like it's an obsession that you need to heal from you need to heal Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like it's hard to make that distinguish because you're Mm -hmm. like no i lacked this as a child so it kind of gets complicated but like you said if this is something like a you problem Mm -hmm. you need to heal it before you just put all this pressure on one person to always fulfill that i feel like that's that's exhausting and it will never yeah and if you have that view i'll tell you right now sadly like you're bound for failure Mm -hmm. because one person is not gonna we're all like flawed yeah yeah so like you said it's a you problem that was a really good point that you brought up it's something that you need to work through yeah and Again, just because we're adults doesn't mean everyone's aware. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of adults running around that still are very childlike and yeah. never... I guess it's just being self-aware and like putting in the time to like heal all these things. Mm-hmm. Even if you had a perfect child, you're still going to have some type of trauma in your mm-hmm. childhood that made you who you are. Right. So it definitely sounds like a deep understanding of your love language will definitely help us have wholesome relationships. Yes with our spouses and then i also think about just like even friendships because mm-hmm. i feel like it's also important to know like your friends love languages and that right. also helps yeah but it takes a lot of introspective work a lot of 
just getting to know the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of like the hardest and most uncomfortable parts in your life is when your eyes are open that like, oh my gosh, everything I do now is because of my childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. So you're literally like in this place where you're like, okay, I have to go back now and you have to do work. Like yeah. you have to, not it's not only, easy. Yeah. You have to not only heal yourself, but also the relationships that you have around you. And I think that it, like you said, it takes, it takes being honest with yourself and with the other person and getting to know what your love language is and what theirs is as well. Yeah. And I think it's important, especially before having kids to mm-hmm. be aware. Yes. Because when you have kids, you want to give them like all the love languages, mm-hmm. not just like what you lacked. Yes. So that's so important. Yeah, They'll grow up more healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not as traumatic, hopefully. Yeah. And more like well-rounded, a, like as adults. Yeah. So I think it's, it all starts with being aware making sure you love your kids i'm sure even i mean i don't have kids yet but they might favor gifts over quality time or like mm-hmm. everyone has different personalities too but i think it's still important to not just do one per kid right it's good to give them all five and mm-hmm. then again when they grow up that's yeah and just being aware like even when you are a parent um kids are, e- each child is so different mm-hmm. so like what samson's love languages is now what sienna's is i'm realizing now her love language very strongly is quality time mm-hmm. like okay what can i do as a parent to fulfill that for her yeah. so like that- why is this happening mm-hmm. yeah um, i think there's actually a book that he made for kids as he did? well oh, i have to look i into think it. so i think it was five lang- love languages and then he made like a few categories of like different things mm-hmm. i may be wrong but okay i'll look into i that. never read the child one because <laughs> I didn't have kids yet yeah um but yeah i think there is one which i'll look into now because i think i definitely need all the (laughs) (laughs) we're all learning together it's a constant journey to learn and better yourself Mm -hmm. so to end with a quote from the book that sums up i think this episode really well the problem is that we have overlooked one fundamental truth and that is that people speak different love languages Mm -hmm. um we tend to assume that most people are like us That if we speak a particular love language, then that language will be readily understood by others. And this is usually not the case. Most often, we will need to learn a new way of expressing love for our partner. We will need to feel comfortable expressing our own needs and desires with them as well. Yeah, that wraps it up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And once again, we could go into that, but I think we've said what needs to be said read the book guys yeah (laughs) it will help you for sure um and thank you guys for joining us today for another episode um please feel free to give us any suggestions or feedback through our anonymous suggestion box through dms messages um all of that is going to be linked in our link tree which is in our insta bio um subscribe to apple podcast youtube and spotify if you guys want to keep up with new episodes and we'll see you guys back next week